Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Um, we're going to be doing lots of tech basketball talk, and I'm going to go ahead and warn you now that I'm going to be calling some fans out, and I'm going to go on a rant um, about uh, Texas, not really about Texas Tech basketball, but about some tech fans, because there's some things that are really irritating me right now about the tech basketball fan base. Um, we'll talk NFL, and then we're going to go on down the road. It's going to be a pretty short show. Um, not a lot of college football news. We still haven't gotten the Big 12 schedule out for next year, so who knows when that will happen. Um, and then, yeah, we, uh, I do have a couple questions that I'm going to address uh, that I got from Twitter and then we will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's jump right into it with uh, Texas Tech basketball. Um, another rough week for Tech basketball. It started on Tuesday against Baylor. You know, I said last in last week's episode, I, I felt like that Baylor uh, represented an opportunity to get yourself a breakthrough. I thought you played really well last Saturday night against Texas and, you know, just things kind of fell apart in, in the end. And I, I felt like that Baylor was an opportunity to get, get yourself a win and get yourself going on a streak. Unfortunately, um, Tuesday night, that didn't happen. You lose to Baylor. You, you then follow up losing to Kansas State today. And, you know, again, you, you, you played a good first half. And things just kind of fell apart in the second half and you're now 0 and 7 in in the Big 12 there's really no sugarcoating it um i i know some some quote unquote tech fans might accuse me of being someone that's been sugarcoating and saying oh you know we just got to be patient be patient um i think this season probably is a lost season does that mean i'm going to stop watching the games though no. does that mean I'm going to stop rooting for them to win games this season. No, but I, I think you've kind of dug yourself such a deep hole that it's going to be very difficult to climb out of it and, and face any chance of postseason potential. Having said that, um, I would, I think there's lots to play for going into this year chief of which is there are some really good, talented pieces on this team. And again, I know some tech, quote unquote, tech fans would criticize me and say, well, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm just, you know, rose colored glasses, unicorn, blah, blah, blah. Um, but no, you know, there's talent on this team. It hasn't come together for whatever reason, um, you know, but there, there's some, Talent that that priority number one should be to keep them. I want Pop Isaacs to come back next year. I want Jalen Tyson to come back next year. I want Amac to come back next year. List goes on, and the priority needs to be ensuring that happens, and then adding new recruits. You got Drew Steffi coming in next year and adding more talent to this team. 
what's been troubling and it uh, really kind of reared its ugly head today and, and really not just today, but um, certainly saw it during, um, you know, several podcast tech related podcasts that I listened to this week um, is there's been a lot of ugliness from tech fans, quite frankly. And I know we're frustrated. I'm frustrated too. I hate the losing that's happening. And I don't have any answers for it. But it is amazing. And quite frankly, it's it's also pathetic to me how quickly many tech fans have turned on Mark Adams. You know, this is this is a guy that you got went got to the sweet 16 last year. And I don't want to hear that well he got there with Chris Beard's players because I I think that's simply untrue. Yes, you had Beard players on that team, but he was the you know, his staff was the one that brought in Bryson Williams, Adonis Arms, Davion Warren, Kevin O'Banner, all instrumental players for you to get to the Sweet 16 last year. And it's just gotten quite, frankly, ugly to me, not only from fans on Twitter, but certain podcasts. And I'm not going to name them because I don't want to give them free advertising because they sure as heck ain't going to give me free advertising. Um, But how quickly certain people turn on Mark Adams. Um, And... There's been all this wind in the wire, and I, I'm still not going to address. I'm still not going to address the wind in the wire Twitter rumor mill, but I think tech fans are running with that, and now they are basically they've completely turned on Mark Adams. Fire him. That's what they want to have happen. Fire him. Throw him overboard. He has destroyed the Texas Tech basketball program. He's a disaster, and I. I'll just be I'll just be blunt. I find it disgusting. And what's really disgusting to me is certain radio personalities that boy, they were quick to talk up Mark Adams when he was hired, even called themselves his friend, and now they're 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 pushing this narrative. They're stirring this pot. And it really hacks me off as a tech fan. Now let me let me be very clear that I'm not saying that if things continue to get bad and get worse, that, oh, we should just keep Mark Adams forever and ever and ever. No. But I do think he's owed a bad season. And it, this is, I mean, there's no, no sugarcoating it. This is a bad season. The expectations... Were the NCAA tournament, and I, and quite frankly, even at the beginning of the season, the expectations were second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I get that, and for whatever reason, this team is going to woefully underachieve. And do I think Mark Adams is blameless in that? No, I don't. Um, I think there's issues, obviously, on the offensive end, and this team is just they're they're not producing the defense on the defensive end overall, like past Texas Tech teams have produced. 
do I do I think that's a sign that Mark Adams has quote unquote lost the team? No. I I think it's a sign of number one, you've had bad luck. And I, I and I know some people are gonna say I'm giving excuses, blah, blah, blah. Tough, tough, tough cookies. I'm gonna give excuses. Okay. You can throw me under the bus all you want, but I'm gonna give the excuses. Because those are just the reality of, of the situation. You've had injuries. You, you know, you, you start out the year. You basically, anything you get from AMAC this year is is bonus because for the majority of the year, he's been either injured or once he's come in, he's I mean, he's still trying to get his, his legs underneath him, basketball legs. Um, you've had, I think, the team has not meshed well, has not gelled well. I think that's hurt. Um, but I, having said all that, I, I I'm, just, I'm I'm just I'm not at that point where I'm ready to dump Mark Adams. And you can call me a Pollyannish tech fan and all this other stuff, but I believe he's owed he's owed a mulligan. Um, you're not going to go to the Sweet 16 every year. You're going to have years when things just fall apart and all that good luck you had ain't there. And certainly that's where we're at at Texas Tech men's basketball. You know, Kentucky's had seasons like that. Duke's had seasons like that. Michigan State's had seasons like that. Kansas has had seasons like that. And so I... I just find it frustrating how quickly fans, certain fans, certain podcasts turn on Mark Adams um, and, you know, talk about, well, he, you know, he doesn't engage with the fans. He's no Joey McGuire. Um, he, he, you know, all, all of this. And I don't, I don't even want to repeat half of it because it just hacks me off so much. Um so here's how I feel right now. I, I, I don't believe Mark Adams should be fired at the end of this year. I believe, obviously, going into next year, that's a big year for Tech to get a, a rebound back and, get, and at least get themselves to the NCAA tournament. If that doesn't happen next year, then certainly – I think the conversation needs to be had um, for sure. But I'm not at, I'm not at that point yet. And having said that, if, if it ends bad and Mark Adams is fired, I'm going to still be grateful for all the years he was here, not only as a head coach, but as an assistant and know that he added great history to this Texas tech basketball program. And I think that's what troubles me the most. Not that there's fans calling for Mark Adams to be fired, but that's just, that, that they've turned on him so bad that he's now a detriment. He's an albatross. He's an anchor to the Texas Tech basketball program. Like, let's just throw away the years that he's been here and things have gone great. That's what troubles me the most. And... I don't get it. I guess it's because people are buying into the social media stuff. Um, you know, and yes, 
am I do I think it was a good look to hire his son Luke Adams? In hindsight, probably not. But I I'm not ready to throw that in under the bus either. I, I just I just think if you if you want to jump if you want to jump ship and not watch the tech basketball games the rest of the year, go. Go. So be it. Don't watch. But just this, it just, it really troubles me that we're just, we're not only ready to fire a coach, but we're ready, what we're ready to dismantle and basically come with pitchforks and flames to say, he's destroyed the basketball program. No, he hasn't. And if they fall apart next year, and they have to fire Mark Adams. Again, he didn't destroy the basketball program. Things just fell apart, and it didn't work out. But and it's it's so fascinating to me that that people, the radio, you know, certain radio hosts that were all for hiring Mark Adams, now they want to claim, nope, we, you know, this, you know, Kirby should have a shorter leash with him. It's amazing to me, and and I, I think it serves as a great lesson to us all that you only have, and, and and I'm not calling myself a real friend of Mark Adams here because I'm not. I don't know him. I just know him from the TV, you know, from the games. But I think it serves as a real lesson to all of us in life. This is this is a bonus Chris Carpenter tip of the week that. People that you think are your friends that are there when everything's going great, a lot of them disappear when things fall apart. And and unfortunately, a lot of them will even turn on you when things fall apart. Um, and I find that quite sad. And so I, I don't know if any tech basketball player, any tech coach listens to this. But just know that I'm still rooting for y'all. I'm a realist, and I know it, there's that you're, y'all are in a deep hole. But I'm still behind you, and there's a lot of tech fans that are still behind you, and shut off the Twitter nonsense. And any tech fans that want to come at me and say, "Oh, you're one of those that just you're in, you're in denial. You're looking through the rose-colored glasses." I'm not. I've already said, I've made it very clear on record, this season's probably a bust. But just because this season's a bust doesn't mean that I'm ready to burn the house down. And if you're if you're wanting to burn the house down, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree. But don't try to dismantle someone's character just because you don't want them to be your coach anymore. That's what I find disgusting. Now, I'm going to switch gears to something a little bit happier, and that's NFL football. Chiefs won today. Um, Patrick Mahomes got hurt, and he's he's going to have an MRI on his ankle tomorrow. Hopefully, everything's everything's good to go. It's going to be – it sets up an interesting game no matter who they play next week, uh, Bills or, or Bengals. You play the Bills, you're playing in a neutral site game in Atlanta, which that actually works out for the Chiefs because I didn't want to go to Buffalo in January. 
or you play the Bengals, who've had your number for the last two years at Arrowhead. And they've already won. They won an AFC championship last year at Arrowhead. So you got an opportunity to have a little bit of a redemption game. Hopefully Patrick Mahomes is okay. I still think, and and, and I'm going to have the caveat, I think, I think unless something extremely catastrophic happened, Patrick Mahomes is going to march out there next week. Um, barring that, I still think the Chiefs are the favorites in the AFC. I think, no, and, and I know it's going to be a challenge next week uh, with the Bills, and Bang- Bills or Bengals, whoever it is. Bengals have had your number the last two years, but I think you're due. I think the fact that the Bills, you're going to get them on a neutral site, I think, I think that helps. And I think the Bills aren't the same Bills team that beat you in the regular season. I think you're better than that Bills team was in the regular season. And so I think the Chiefs are still the favorites. That Bills-Bengals game tomorrow, I think it's going to be a fun one. I, I, I really think it, it, could, it could measure up to last year's Bills-Chiefs game. I think it's going to be that good of a game. Um, Eagles won tonight. I mean, they blew out the Giants. Um, congratulations to the Cowboys, first of all. Um, I truly did not think they were going to win last week. I, I, you know, I said it in my NFL prediction show and they still won despite our kicker making four, uh, missing four extra points. Uh, so wow. That's what I, all I got to say to that sets up the uh, showdown with the 49ers tomorrow. I would love with everything in my soul to see the Cowboys beat the 49ers. For so many reasons. Number one, you finally get past the divisional round for the first time since 1996. I love beating the 49ers. I just don't see it happening. Um, I still I still truly believe the 49ers are probably the favorites in the NFC. If the Cowboys find a way to win, I think they beat the Eagles, in the, even, if, even though it's in Philly. But I don't think they're going to win. <laughs> That's how I'm approaching tomorrow's game. Hopefully, and it will, it, it will lessen the disappointment when they lose tomorrow, if they lose tomorrow. Um, but, you know, they did better than I thought they would, having said all that. So that should be interesting. Uh, it'll be a fun game tomorrow and then we'll we'll kind of go from there and and see what ends up happening in the AFC NFC championship game. So we're going to take a break and when we come back it'll be time for listener questions. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter show. We're going to go ahead and do listener questions. Best way to ask a question is follow the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter show which is at the C Carp show. And uh, first one, first question we got is from Robert Powell. He's he's asked questions before, and and thank you so much, uh, Robert Powell, for always asking some questions. He is asking uh, two questions this week. First one is what's what what's the main problem with Texas Tech men's basketball right now? So ultimately, I think what the main problem is, I think, is the fact that they're young and. They're not gelling. 
And I know, and again, you can listen to the last segment because I know there's going to be people that say, well, I'm just wearing the rose colored glasses and I'm just using that as an excuse, whatever. But I think ultimately the difference between this year's team and last year's team is, you know, last year you were one of the oldest teams in college basketball. This year you're one of the youngest. And they've just not been able to put it together. Frustrating? Absolutely. But I, I truly think if you're able to keep some of the pieces on this team going into next year and you add some other pieces, and I, I would target in the transfer portal some more veteran pieces, personally, I think, you, I think you'll be back to getting in the NCAA tournament next year. You know, So like I said, I think the youth uh, being so young has really bit them in the butt this year ultimately. The other question that Robert Powell has is, what's the best tech slash Lubbock te- uh, West Texas theme hype song that needs to begin being played at all tech games? All right, so the song that I'm going to pick ha- used to be played at tech games all the time, and it kind of faded away. And, and it's an oldie, but a goodie, but it's Red Steagall's Red Raider coming at you. And if you've never heard it, yes, it's an old country song, but it's... Uh, I love it. I think it's a great song. It's a unique song. They need to go back to playing that that song. Yeah, I mean, maybe generationally some kids wouldn't get it, but I think I think to me that's a great hype song personally. So, all right, we got a couple questions from Tom. And Tom asked, well actually we have one question from Tom. Sorry. Sorry, Tom, I thought you'd asked another one. Uh, do you have a deep respect for Winston Churchill? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think he is a great example of a wartime leader. Great example of a leader overall. And I know he got voted out twice after the war was over with um, by the Brits. But, you know, what do the Brits know anyway? They still have a monarchy, which is falling apart because Prince Harry is a boo-boo crybaby. That's a whole other story. But, no, yeah, I do respect Winston Churchill. All right. Um Alan asks, which is cooler, lizards or salamanders? I'm going to say salamanders because you don't see them in West Texas. You see a lot of lizards. Um, so, I'd, I, you know, salamanders are cooler and more interesting to me at this, at this juncture. So those are our questions this week. Again, make sure you are following the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at the C Carp Show. And we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, it'll be time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter Tip of the Week. And my Tip of the Week deals with when you are involved in an intense emotional situation or when someone is in intense emotion, quite frankly. And I had a situation like that this week um, with some students. I'm going to keep it purposefully vague, (laughs) but things could have escalated very ugly. And my advice is it's always best to try to be a calm presence in a situation like that. And don't, because I think when you're not calm, I think you cause an escalation of situations. 
And so when you've got emotions riding high, and I know I'm, I'm saying this after griping at, griping at tech fans, but a different situation. But, you know, a situation where people might be coming to blows or whatever, be the calm presence in that situation. So I hope everybody has a great week coming up. We will record again. I'm not sure when um, we'll record. Uh, probably, again, it'll be Saturday night because Tech is going to be playing LSU on Saturday. And I think they got a shot at a win. Maybe, but again, I might be a looking through rose-colored glasses, one of those foolish fans that other podcasts talk about. So who knows? But I hope everybody has a great week. And again, be nice. <laughs> coaches have families too. I was a coach. I was in a coach's family, and it it was awful. When you felt like your dad was getting criticized on both ends. I'll just say that. So anyway, I hope everybody has a great week. And I will see you next time for The Chris Carpenter Show.